gentlemen, to uh, this edition of Thunderdome Metal Reviews. With me, as always, is the Reverend Ben Lindsay and the Dr. David Pizzo. How y'all doing today, gentlemen? I mean, Bacaw. I don't know. I'm. Bacaw! <laughs> Aqua Teens Assemble! Anyway, we're all here and it's going to be awesome. And we're going to metal court and thrash it so hard. We are. So hard. What are we doing? So- this week we are doing Shadows Falls 2007 release Threads of Life. Why'd you pick this album, Tracy? Well, I picked it. I just kind of looking at my list of like top favorite albums of all time. And I was like, huh, oh, that's a good one to pick there. And we had done Metalcore really any outside of like the Trivium. And then sure. we had like what I think was the Ben's pick for where's where they at I'm, just I'm look there. at your spreadsheet under sausage metal and it'll probably come right up like if you just search no i, I know it's in here somewhere uh, as an aside ladies and I'm, gentlemen that is a german term for weenie-ish metal divorced metal <laughs> <laughs> like mallcore that's what they call uh, it product of hate oh yeah well i don't was that well a little bit I feel like, well, that actually raises a very interesting question, because some of the stuff I read about this was like, oh, it's the new American metal, which it is. It's just like Lamb of God. I'm like, is it? Because like, Product of Hate to me is more Lamb of God, but I guess in a certain level, they all have some common elements. And that's the thing, like, when I was looking into this album and kind of like re-listening to it, like, you pick up on the thrash elements they have in here, you pick up Mm -hmm. on kind of like that mnemonic death metal sound they had, the Gothenburg, Gothenburg sound. And then you're also picking up on that metalcore that was prominent in Massachusetts, where they're from, at the time as well, because this is, album was even produced by the guitarist for Killswitch Engage, Adam Dirkwitz. Yeah, I know that scene was huge, and you know a lot more about it than we do. Like you've mentioned, I'm like, huh, but... I only like sort of knew about Kill Switch. I didn't really know about. I I barely heard Shadows Fall until this review. So this I came at this sort of like you with Morbid Angel. It's like a new thing. Well, like this band, this album specifically introduction to me was. I remember seeing a commercial playing on TV, like one of the last like album sale commercials, like you that were on TV, and the had the uh, Redemption song playing there. I'm like, oh, that's pretty damn good. I want to check it out, and so. And that was before I left for basic AIT. It came out in the time that I was gone. And so immediately after I got out, I picked it up. And I've had it for the past 14 years. Yeah. This is their fifth studio album, released on April 2nd of 2007. It is Threads of Life, because I don't think we've said the album title yet. Uh, Oops. Released on Roadrunner Records with a runtime of 49 minutes and two seconds. The band was Brian... Uh, Fair on vocals, Jonathan Donaeus on guitars and backing vocals, Matthew Bicond on guitars and backing vocals, Paul Romanco on bass and Jason Bittner on drums. And as Tracy said, Nick Reskalinik did the production. Mixed by Zoice. Yes, Zoice. Mastered by Ted Jensen. I thought I'd uh, said the uh, album title. 
You might have. You might have, but we're deadbeats, and who even knows? <laughs> I did, I, this, so this was their first major label release, which is why some people think they sold out. That's like a common motif tonight. Like, this is the <laughs> album they sold out on. I'm like, this is selling out? I don't know. Anyway, but uh, I don't know the albums before this. I assume they're a little grittier and more hardcore. Is that accurate, Tracy? Yeah, I would say so. Um, and I think this is the album kind of where they're like all right we're gonna find they are like we're gonna create our own sound or try to go with our own sound because they were tied to other genres more and the previous one and this one they're kind of like well we're gonna be this venn diagram of a bunch of different stuff and we're gonna do it in my opinion really well i i don't know if it's this album or the art of balance where they start to do that the one before this one yeah because they did i was before this one uh art of balance is the one before that Okay, my bad. So two albums back. But I think that's when they really started to diversify their sound. Because as Tracy had pointed out, they really were kind of lumped into the In Flames um, symphonic death metal or melodic death metal sound. And those were the albums that I heard of theirs, the first couple on Century Media. So that was what I was expecting. So this was a sound from them that I didn't really consider metalcore this sounded more commercial metal to me than it did metalcore sausage metal yeah uh there's a lot of thrash in here which i appreciated uh, and it was sometimes hard to tell where the thrash ended and the metalcore began but part of that is because they have common roots in punk like there's some lineage stuff going on here i think it's fairly successful the sort of oscillating between uh, metalcore and thrash that to me is what their sound is on here um and i'll probably be hated by the fan base for them but i think i enjoy i enjoy this album the two albums and the two albums after it more than i enjoy the albums that came before it and so i enjoy that sound where they do kind of play more in the different fields instead of kind of being in different areas i don't like metalcore that much so anything you add that takes us to a different place is is okay in my book and this is not nearly as whiny as some metalcore. And then that's a trope that I think a lot of, I don't want to say trope, but it's what a lot of metalcore does. Because I've Indeed. gone back and re-listened to Killswitch Engage albums since our last metalcore albums, especially since the last day Trivium, I've heard a couple more All That Remains album. And all those songs really primarily deal with, have like that heartbreak or some issue in a relationship or something to do with a relationship in them. And this album, not as much. It's screamo for people who don't like screaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or people who do like screamo. Yeah, Why not that's, both? That's us, Nick. Could be. Could be, be you like screamo with a drop D. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And a little bit faster. But, yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of this album since it came out. And I've really enjoyed it. And... I am a massive fan of Brian Barr's voice. He does have a pretty good voice. People are very divided on that. It's interesting. That's the main thing people either like about this album or one of it, or the thing they complain about. In reviews I read, because some people find him very annoying. They can go fuck I'm not one of them. I think he's fine. <laughs> um, I don't think he's spectacular, but... Well, like some people feel like his clean vocals are really nasally and flu-like, I think is what one of them said. <laughs> well, 
Here's my issue with not them saying it's nasally or flu-like, but in my mind, this is a seven dust adjacent band. And I mean, if you're going to try and match vocals there, no. Yeah, no sorry. Kidding. But I mean, I think he's fine. Yeah, he does all right. He's, it's, you know, not the strongest, but I didn't think it was a major liability either. So that could make or break albums for me. Like if your vocals are terrible, it's hard for me. Yeah. Like, I really enjoy this album because also like he is able to show his versatility in screaming and also clean screaming or clean singing and I think he does show us his breadth and be able to do that instead of being at his previous albums prior to this he's kind of more stuck into his fry vocals and I think he does a good job of here of actually kind of like hey I can actually perform better especially on like another hero lost yeah, I, I like the earlier stuff a little bit better, but again, I think that's because I was introduced to that first. I think this is fine. Again, it's very accessible. The playing is very good. Uh, the guitarists do a, a fine job. The drumming is not the best drumming in the world, but it's also not bad. It fits what they're doing very, very well. I don't like how the album is sequenced at all, but that's that's a, a thing for me because I think Another Hero Loss is kind of the high point of the album and everything after that, uh, the, it just kind of falls flat. So I think that needed to be moved further back in the album, probably should have been the closer because the, to me, the album carried a lot of momentum up until then. But then after that, it was just kind of like, well, here's another track and here's another track. And some of those songs are okay, but it's just, it, it all the wind went out of the cells for me after track six. It doesn't help that final, I guess we're talking about songs now. I think Final Call is one of the whiniest, most emo-y songs on here. They're not That's, all like that. Some of them are kick-ass. It's that one of my favorite songs on here. Of course, of course <laughs> it is, Tracy. Uh, no, but it, you know, compared to Failure of the Devout, Failure of the Devout is kick-ass. Or Dread Upright. I mean, I like the thrash shit. Uh, and Final, yeah. I have to admit, there are elements of Final Call that are amazing. Like, there are parts of it that are very good. But I agree the sort of momentum was broken up. I might have switched on your hero lost and the great collapse. You know, the other instrumental, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, another hero loss is written for Brian Farsh's cousin who died in Iraq prior to this album release. And so Oof. it's written in memory of him. Uh, but like for me, it's a great fucking song. I mean, I really yeah, like that. It is. So I have a funny story about another hero loss to tell you guys. Oh, like I had just gotten home, you know, from basically at and I started dating a girl and we broke up and I was like, you'll never forget me. And I burnt her a CD with just another hero lost on there and gave it to her. Like, you'll always remember me for this song, you know, sappy shit like that. Oh, Tracy. <laughs> I, I too was once young and foolish. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, the joys of being 18. Yeah, totally. I get if it. If I could so... remember all the songs I'd burn on CDs and gave to girls, my God. Same Z's. <laughs> That was one of my power moves. Yep, same here. <laughs> so, uh, I really enjoy this album because it's actually it's in my top thirty of all time. Um, but I would say I think it does kind of fall off a little bit after Final Call. It picks back up with just another nightmare. But I think from Redemption to Final to Final Call are my I love those seven tracks. Yeah, they're pretty good. I don't like ballads usually. I have to admit, I think they're usually just I tolerate them, but this is a, this is a good one. 
I know it's not actually a ballad. It's like a, a funeral song. Uh, yeah. Well, I kind of considered a ballad too because I was like, "Have we done a, something with a power ballad on it?" it it's a power ballad. Yeah. I mean, it's a sad power ballad. Oh, but, yeah. oh, the the music video for it's fucking heart wrenching. Because it's the whole time we're doing, they're going through everybody. Like, it's a collage of everybody that's died overseas, and like Fuck. pictures of the family, pictures of them, kind of thing. You know, and it's doing the whole. The U.S. government knocking on the door, handing them the letter, saying we're sorry. Well, the good news is many thousands have died since then. Because this was 07, and fuck, the forever war is not even over yet. I was just thinking that it, it's so amazing how they were able to do that and handle it in a very good way, whereas any time the Five Finger Death Punch does it, it comes off as schmaltzy and bullshitty. Because exactly. it's fucking Five Finger Death Punch. I just removed them entirely from my apple's library because i needed to make room i'm like well five finger death punch you're terrible <laughs> so no it's i agree with you it comes off as inauthentic and yeah. just schmaltzy even way, when uh avenge sevenfold had that one that was kind of like that it was even better the original drummer that died whenever yeah. that one and the riding on the fucking bike here in the music video yeah i think i think part of it that this adds a touch to is it's a one is his cousin that died, so there's that very close structure sure. to it. Thing. And they handle it like similar to how Zach Wilde handled in this river. Mm. They handle it with like a bit of a deafness where they're not afraid to let the song breathe for what it is, and they're trying to put too much into it. Yeah, and they're also not trying to use that as an anthem to uh, get a bunch of red hats waving in the air, but anyway, yeah, that as well. Mm-hmm. So I, we've kind of been dancing around songs. Either do we? Yeah, let's talk about them. I mean, I think we talked about them. You, Tracy, what are your favorite songs? I'm willing to go with. I like them all first. I guess you said one through seven. Yeah, one through seven are some of my favorite. Are I fucking love all of them on here. I'm not gonna claim any of the best song ever of all time. Maybe another year lost. You could put in conversation, but sure. Uh, and just another nightmare. Uh, I think Redemption's a pretty good opener. I really like Failure of the Devout. That's one of my favorite ones on here. And Venomous, I think those two are quite good. Uh, Another Hero Lost is one of the best power ballads I've ever heard. And usually I hate power ballads. It's good. Uh, And then I agree it falls off a little bit. Dread Drop Rising is not so bad. It's got a solo that'll melt your fucking face off. Uh, Some of the solos on here, they're not the most complicated I've ever heard. They're not Trey Azikthoff, but they're just, they're really good. Uh, Burning Alive is a really nice solo too. Uh, And then I think Forevermore is is a good closer. Great Collapse, eh, I could do without. I don't know, it's, it's only like a minute and something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that long, so. Yeah, my, I, again, I'm going to echo my brothers here. Uh, Redemption, I think it's a great opener. Uh, I like, I don't like Final Call as much as Tracy. I don't know that I dislike it as much as David. Um, but I did think that after Another Hero lost, again, that the album lost steam. But everything up to that I thought was really, really good. And I was actually kind of surprised because you, you could still tell that this was Shadows Fall. But uh, like I said, I liked it more when they were doing melodic death metal instead of this metalcore stuff. But I really enjoyed it, the first half of this album quite a bit. Yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun album. It's very listenable. It's well-produced. I wish they turned the bass up a hair, but, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. 
that's sort of a thrash problem in general. Neither thrash nor metalcore are so good on that score. So he's perfectly competent. You can't hear him. Yeah. But Slayer. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Tom Murray is playing. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, so I guess we should grade it. Is that where we're at? Yep. All right, we Tracy. Should. Fire away. I'm going to give it a A plus a 97. Hmm. Well, that is um, significantly better than what I was going to give it. Hold up. Hold up. Let me find oh, Tracy's going to raise it <laughs> higher than that. Tracy's like, oh, I meant A plus plus plus. <laughs> Uh, for those of you listening at home, Tracy just put out a knife and gave me the death eyes. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to give this that, a B minus. I think it's a pretty damn good. It's just not my cup of tea. But it's definitely something that if I was driving somewhere and this came on, I could listen to the entire thing. Yeah, I'm going to come in sort of between you two-ish. Uh, I'm going to give this a high B, like 86 or... 86.5 it's sort of in there it isn't my cup of tea either because metalcore makes me want to step my eyes out a little bit but uh and occasionally this does hit that sort of mallcore mode but for that genre this album is badass it's very listenable if it came on the radio i'd love it i did put about four or five of these songs on my big playlist so um yeah i'm gonna give it a high b i'm some b plus what are we doing next Tracy? next we are Returning on our journey through Ramstein and looking at Liebe ist für alle da. It is for alle da. Love is, love is there for everyone. Is what that means. Ich freue mich schon. I'm excited. Uh, sorry we didn't give this A pluses across the board, Tracy. Hey, you know what? I, I, I gave up on ever getting A pluses across the board at any album I ever pick. <laughs> it's never I mean, going to happen. Yeah, maybe not. I, it's fun. I like this album. But. Uh, you guys bring your special parts and I bring like, hey, this is the stuff you guys don't play in. Here we go. That's all right. It's good. No, I, I know a lot more about a lot more metal than I did a year ago. Yeah, and I, I'm going to say it's a generational gap. I think so too. Yeah, I thought about that. I think it's precisely this is what was raging when you came in. I think you feel about this stuff the way Ben and I feel about like mid-90s, you know, Roots and Pantera and all mm-hmm. that shit. So, and which, and of course, I got some experience with those because you got to go to the classics. For sure. But if we were to get into like, and you know, sometimes I'm like, you guys will chit-chat for 30 minutes on more Angel, and I'm like, all right, there's no way I can make that up by myself when Shadows Fall. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we have no experience. Like, I literally, this is the first Shadows Fall album I've ever heard. Yeah. So... So we get to like the fifth album. It's like, hey, I mean, that's pretty good. I would listen to. I, I'd be curious if you put another one on here. I wouldn't be sad. I would listen to another one of these. I think we should go back and do the art of balance. I really do because yeah, I wait, let's go back. I think that's probably my favorite one of theirs. What's the one with the light within or the light that blinds? That's uh, the war within. It's got what drives a week as well. That's a good fucking album as well. Yeah, yeah I'm up. I'm up for anything. So. I will say, they're no longer, they took a hiatus. They are talking about getting back together for a concert this year. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but I want to say, though, for a audition tape for Anthrax, uh, Donas did a pretty good job and has got a permanent gig with him now. Nice. You want to say? The lead guitarist for Anthrax now was in Shadows Fall. Oh. 
It's uh Donas. Okay. I don't I'm butchering his fucking name. Donais. John Donas. No, yeah. Donais, I would guess. Yeah, he's now it's <clears throat> he's an anthrax, full fledged member. I think he was on their last album for all kings. He sure was. So that's what he's doing in his life now. He might actually be making a little more money, though. Probably not a whole lot more money, but who knows? Did we ever do a review of For All Kings? I know we talked about it. No, we haven't done any of the stuff that Joey done since Joey Belladonna returned. Okay. Because, I mean, worship music's the one we want to do with that one. If we do. Yeah, Joey Baldano's return. God, that album's so fucking good. That's my favorite Anthrax album. Which one? For uh, worship music. Oh, interesting. And Joey Baldano's on that one, or no? He's on that one. Yeah, he is. That's when he's back. He he came back. He didn't write the lyrics, but he sang them. The singer between him between Bush and him is the one that wrote the lyrics for it. Um, I don't know. But was that what's his nuts from Slipknot? Because he was the vocalist for like five minutes. No, it's uh, Anthrax. It was. I've got to find the specific Wikipedia page for Anthrax members because there's a few of them. Dan Nelson. Whose claim to fame is couldn't tell his own band, Dan Nelson and the Contention. Yep. Can I ask you a question, Tracy? Do you think there was a bunch of auto tune on Brian Fair's voice on this album? Because that's what several reviewers said. I never saw him live, so I couldn't say yes or no, but I don't think so. The ultimate reviewer said that I was like, huh, I don't quite hear it. I mean it's hard. I mean, and on a certain level, I know that autotune is just a more extreme version of what all producers do all the time. I'm like, they're trying to make you sound good, but, uh, and it's not a deal breaker to me. I was just curious what you thought about that. That was one of the main complaints I saw people. Hmm. This fucking autotune. So I'm like, well, what was it in 2007? But, well, if it was autotune, it was barely autotuned. I mean, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, like... I agree. It's not that noticeable. Yeah. Which then makes me wonder why you would do it. Like, if you're not going to, I don't know. Now, we could have just been using it as a vocal effect. Sure. You know, I don't know. But I didn't think he had an effect on his voice at all. It, like I said, if it was there, it was very, very fucking subtle. Yep. Indeed. Oh. So I don't know why they... Like, I don't I don't think they did. Because even on his other albums, his clean voice is still pretty good. I think they emphasize it more in this album than they did the other one, but... I don't think it's auto-tuned. If it is, I don't think it's auto-tuned much. Yeah, it's certainly not the Limp Biscuit track when they're playing with auto-tune. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, thanks for joining us this time. And be ready for Ramstein next time for all of its wonderful horror that it brings along. Cheers.
Auf Wiedersehen. Dun, 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 dun.